Hey bitches, welcome to the Girl Group Chat, a podcast where two sisters talk shit and solve the world's problems from two different hemispheres. This week on the podcast, we are talking about vaginas. Let's get into it. Woohoo! My favorite <laughs> subject. Hello, bitch. Hi, I would like to start off by saying, Dad, we love the support, but can you please just listen to the next episode? Skip ahead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck off, mate. <laughs> I blocked him from the stories on the Instagram there. So oh, I, I was doing some research for the pod and it was all about embarrassing sex stories. So people mm-hmm. were sending me really embarrassing sex stories. And some of them are vulgar as fuck, which I, I love and there for. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had to I had to block it off from the Instagram stories because I couldn't bear him reading them. Oh, it's going in the group chat. Today we're talking about geese. So this is my sister Anya. Anya has been in Auckland for 10 years and she is a proud member of the Auckland Mammies. Uh, or no, she is a proud member of the New Zealand Mammies Facebook page. Mammies in New Zealand Facebook page. She doesn't have Irish any kids. Mammies um, Irish Mammies in New Zealand. So shout out to all the Irish Mammies in New Zealand on that page. Ew. It's the most entertaining fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. I'm actually a little member. I don't know if I'm going to get cancelled for that, but I actually have like a little creep on it. And the Irish Mammies are mad. They're, They're fucking mad. mad. Like the, the most out there intimate stuff ends up on mm. that page, but everybody's so supportive. And so yeah, you could it. be like, here lads, I just need somebody to help me bury a body. They'd be like, no worries. Mm. Send me your coordinates on WhatsApp. See half of them from Pralidin Kulak. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Right. This is Claire. She has big shoulders from carrying around that big head. Uh, <laughs> she... <laughs> I have a huge head to be fair. A huge head today's episode let's talk about vaginas and when i say vagina i mean vulva you're gonna need to explain that to people because not everybody is aware so basically we all use the word vagina okay but actually the vagina is the little tube on the inside the vulva is actually what you're talking about it's the whole genitalia on the outside we grew up in a household where labia majora and labia minora were said at the dinner table they were context our mum was a midwife not a fucking pedophile (laughs) (laughs) and she would often like we'd have friends over and she'd be like so baby crowning looks like this and the head thing yeah Mm, she loves talking about coochie (laughs) we're definitely getting in trouble for that so I have a couple of fun facts about vaginas. Do you want to hear them? More than anything. This we've already discussed. So your vulva is not your vagina, but we know what you mean. So basically what people think is their vagina is actually not their vagina. That's your vulva. I wonder where that Most, came from. Um, I suppose it's, yeah, I don't know. I suppose the vagina, I think is the, the more like acceptable thing to talk about. I think like women's external genitalia, there's like a, a huge shame thing around it. Mm. I think men, men use the vagina yeah, um, that's and it's kind of like say. a commodity, you know? So it's, I think therefore it's kind of more acceptable to actually talk about because it's kind of like a proprietary thing for men, like historically. Yeah. Whereas the female genitalia kind of refers a lot to pleasure, women's pleasure. Mm. Um, And obviously that's a taboo, which brings me on to the second fact. Most people cannot orgasm from vaginal penetration alone. So a little over 18% of vagina owners say that they can reach orgasm from penetration alone. For the other 80%, the key orgasmic ingredient 
is the clitoris. Some people can experience both a vaginal and a clitoral orgasm at the same time, also known as a blended orgasm, which may sound rare, but is totally achievable. There are also plenty of perfectly healthy bodies that rarely or never get to orgasm at all. So not all people with vaginas are women. That's a really important thing to say. And not all women so, have vaginas. Exactly. Something as well that I, I wanted to, to talk about because I am somewhat of a vagina expert, if you didn't know. I just spat my cocktail. I must make something <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I definitely class myself as someone who knows a vagina. So yeah, in regards to say non-binary people and trans folk, really, really important. If you have a cervix, you still need to have a smear test. So if you're in Ireland and you have a cervix and but you're not a woman and having a screening test is something that will be difficult for you or very triggering, which obviously for a lot of people would be. Mm. Then if you go onto the TENI website, so T-E-N-I, um, so that's the Trans Equality Network Ireland, you can find Noah Halpin, who is the health officer for TENI in Ireland. And you can contact Noah and you can find a clinic that does trans and non-binary friendly smear tests I love this yeah so in regards to smears and people who are not women who still have cervixes it's really important as well to say that not all non-binary and trans people will have gender dysphoria around their genitals so you know that can be really kind of a presumptuous mm. idea and it's not always the case and some people can come in and they can have a, a cervical screening test and it not mm. be an issue but in my experience more often than then not, it can be quite an intimate and difficult thing for people to do. Mm. So there, there is things that specialized practitioners can do. So for example, the clinic that you go to should really, you know, from the door and the point where you make the appointment should be very trans, non-binary friendly from the get-go. So, you know, it, they, they shouldn't question you booking in for a smear, basically. The, in regards to what the practitioner would do, and we know there's tips and tricks to, to make it a little bit easier around kind of dysphoria and stuff like that. So, for example, we would turn off all the lights because if you can't see, it just makes it a little bit easier. You know, like mm. physically the patient, if they cannot see, we would cover you up really, really specifically. We would have special ways on actually physically covering the external genitalia to the point where we can't fully see either or it mm. feels like we can't see and then there's things as well that we can you know we would use smaller speculums mm. lots of jelly because a really important thing to say that if somebody is on tea then they might need kind of a little bit extra jelly that kind of thing which is really important because we don't want to cause anybody physical pain and then we can do things as well like the patient can insert the speculum themselves which can be really really useful and the patient can then feel like that they have control as well over the situation yeah. on the exam which is really important mm. and then as well the language that we use so not referring to people's genitals in a way that's going to maybe make them uncomfortable so oftentimes I actually might ask somebody what do they actually call their genitals mm. I would refrain from using female genitalia 
kind of descriptive words mm. um and sometimes you can just you can just not name it basically so that's just really really important point that I want to make for people in Ireland that if you are trans and non-binary then you still need to have a cervical screening test you're still just as much of a risk of developing cervical cancer as anybody else it doesn't matter mm. if you were what what gender that you are having sex with or if you're having non-penetrative sex HPV can be passed through any skin to skin contact so really really important to have your routine screening tests and it can be done in a really safe space with specialized practitioners so contact Noah Halpin at Tenny. So awesome I'm gonna find Mm -hmm. out all of this information for New Zealand and we're gonna have another podcast about smears. Yes. Obsessed. Love a good smear. Love a good smear. Okay so next one if you have a g-spot it's likely because that is actually your clitoris internally. Mm. So I know you're like a pro uh, around anatomy of the vulva. Which well, now that I've had on. a couple of drinks, I'm extra pro. <laughs> um, so you would tell us basically that the clitoris is not just on the outside. Is that right? Absolutely. It is described, which makes me feel <laughs> all kinds of ways. Uh, it's described as an iceberg, you know, there's more on underneath than there is on top um it has what more than double the nerves that a penis has oh this is uh, one of my powerhouse oh is it yeah you're you're absolutely correct so the clitoris fact number nine has twice as many nerve endings as the penis the famously sensitive penis has around four thousand nerve endings the famously hard to find clitoris has about eight thousand nerve endings how incredible I don't know if we're gonna get into this but one of the messages that somebody sent you on Instagram about I think it's actually for a different episode about sex I think it's really relevant here somebody stopped pretending to enjoy sex that wasn't enjoyable Mm. I just I love this story so much and so 20 minutes into a lick out they were like what the fuck is wrong with you 20 minutes into him licking my urethra rather than my clitoris that's that the is exactly that it well done what the fuck man got up and said my gay what she say my gay is as raw as a mole rat left out in the sun fuck off oh my and god left the that is to have the balls? that is big pussy energy i'm big vulva energy i love it that's the name of this episode energy mm. obsessed i need to have more people around me like this because i don't understand you ever see those um tiktoks where they stop people on the street mm. with the the diagram that you showed me basically and they ask men to point out the clitoris incredible why why it's such a running joke and has been for so long you would think that somebody had just fucking figured out and they'd make a podcast for boys telling them all where it is. Okay, so that's kind of actually a good segue into something that I wanted to talk about. Awesome. So I think part of the reason that this is an ongoing thing, basically, mm-hmm. that men don't know where the clitoris is, I think part of it is porn. Now, obviously, it, it's been going on a lot longer than porn, right? But I think a big factor into it now is porn. Hmm. so 
I have so many issues with porn. I'm not saying porn is bad. I absolutely don't think that. And I think some porn can be absolutely amazing and can be, you know, a wonderful tool that people can use to enhance their sexual well-being and sex lives, which is something that I absolutely advocate for. But I think a lot of porn is, you know, shot by men for the male gaze and Mm -hmm. it's demeaning and really problematic. There's Mm -hmm. no... There's very rarely any actual kind of attention paid to the woman's pleasure in porn. Mm. And also, like, who the fuck wants to see some poor young one getting fucking face painted for 20 minutes? I don't. Do you want to see that? I don't know what face painted is, but it sounds terrible. Yeah, not a good time. face painted. I'll I'll tell you later. (laughs) I think we should should tell the listeners, though. (laughs) You know, like, men ejaculating onto women's faces repeatedly and then walking around the fucking supermarket with on them like ah yeah and i really important to say we don't kink shame we don't kink shame so that's somebody else's kink yeah so that's not my intention my intention is i think we should be more inclusive with our kinks and incorporate women's pleasure a lot more so like when you think of sex education right so what kids are watching now Mm. so they have smartphones if you think if you're listening to this and you have a fucking child right no matter what age that child is if you think that that child cannot access pornography on the device that they're using you're wrong your kids are watching porn all your kids Um, are watching porn and they don't need to have a phone if they Mm. have any kind of portable fucking Nintendo Mm -hmm. is porn on that thing. There's porn everywhere. So these kids have access from day dot basically to pornography. So their sex education is so visual. When you think when we were growing up, we did porn wasn't around. Well, porn, of course, was around, but it was in magazines and it was on playing cards, you know, and you found it in a bush somewhere that somebody discarded. Like, kids that's an actual real life story by the way oh yeah 100% (laughs) an actual bush yeah so kids have access to this in their pockets Mm -hmm. um so what they are learning is so visual so a kid okay so I'm fucking paddy and I'm nine and what I see on my phone is sex is a woman getting slapped in the face and spit on and she is getting absolutely fucking plowed out of it by some man that's not even looking at her and Mm. it's just like a nail driver for 20 minutes and then Mm. apparently she is screaming the house down and she loves it like how fucked up is that that's so problematic that these Mm. kids and for girls as well they think then and so they have their first sexual experience when they're young teenagers and kids are definitely having sex younger now because it's so much more normalized at a younger age they have their first sexual experience and then the girl is lying there just screaming and she doesn't know why but she knows that that's what she saw and that's what you're supposed to do so then these these girls are turning into women and they are now sexually stunted and Mm. they don't have access to pleasure because they think that's what sex is Mm. it's so fucked up I think if if there was ever anybody who had not experienced porn and they had had a a very unusual sex life, as in it was normal, so mm-hmm. not dominated with images of women being dominated. If they never saw porn in their lives and they had lovely, healthy sex lives, and then they mm. saw something, I think they would be terrified. Mm. 
I think if they just like first couple of hits on Pornhub, I think they would be really, really worried. <laughs> it's super hooked up. And I think this is this is partially why it's like, you know, all this crack about, you know, where is the clip? don't know how to pleasure women because of course they don't look at what they're watching you know and then of course the patriarchy is telling women to suppress their sexuality and therefore you know young girls are not exploring their own bodies and encountering their own pleasure yeah so therefore they are also finding it very difficult to express what they feel to be pleasure to their young male boyfriends because they don't know you know something that I think is really interesting with this topic and also thinking about you know this alien person coming and seeing pornography for the first time the first time that I was ever really treated with such like respect and gentleness and attention as in like Mm. you know are you enjoying yourself was Mm. when I started stopped sleeping with men and started sleeping with women and oh 100% oh we're gonna talk about this I'm so happy (laughs) (laughs) Yay! <laughs> and I was kind of like so taken aback at the time that mm. I thought like that there was something wrong I was like fuck am I so clearly don't have a fucking clue what I'm doing that these people are holding my hand to walk me through this process but no that's just how women treat each other yeah it's just <laughs> you hold your hand space. because it's so nice it's so like, sweet just like actually constantly checking in about if you're having a good time if you, they should change something if you want to do something it's different. ongoing like, consent as well that's the that, I think that's the attractive thing about women and sexual experiences with women is the constant checking in and the the constant affirming consent is like mm. huge in having sex with women you know I I, I just I know that this this episode isn't about these stories and maybe we'll put it into something different, right? But the story of when I came out to dad, mm. when we were, me and him were sitting in the grounds of Trinity. When I'm home mm. in Ireland, we always do a me and him day. And mm-hmm. we usually do a couple of museums and galleries and we get lunch in town and we have a great day. Mm-hmm. So me and dad were having our me and dad day mm-hmm. and I was so nervous, like actually terrified and I worked up the courage and I was like dad I have to tell you something and he was so freaked mm. out because I had been through a lot I had been through breakup with abusive ex moved out of my apartment came home to Ireland had absolutely zero fucking money and was mm. going to be homeless when I came back to New Zealand homeless but also on my own mm. and I was like uh dad I'm not straight and and I don't think I'm a lesbian but I'm not straight and I know that I don't really know what what's going on but that's Mm. that's what's happening and I'm seeing women and he just this relief (laughs) ran through the man (laughs) he knew he's joking and he was (laughs) he was like thank fucking god (laughs) And I was like, what? And because I was expecting, because some of our other family members, I was expecting, I don't know what I was expecting, but I wasn't expecting a positive reaction. Mm. I think because everybody was so worried about me generally. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was like, if that's the ship that she's coming out, I don't give a bollocks. 
and and so his whole thing was I was like what do you mean thank god and he was like men are awful (laughs) I was like what and he was like you know I have lots of daughters I have fucking prayed that one of you would be gay yeah he really did didn't he and I was like really yeah yeah he's like you know and I'm in a a, like fully committed relationship for like the past five years and he still was like you know if you end up with a man or a woman he's great and so I was like right okay men are awful and he's like yeah they're fucking bastards and he's pointing at himself he's like may as well we're awful on you <laughs> I wanted one of you to end up with a nice woman and to have a happy life with a woman and I was like Aww. okay I was so overwhelmed because it was just like so positive and I was like oh maybe I'm totally gay actually fuck this <laughs> <laughs> and so I could you know in your heteronormative relationship I know <laughs> and Shit. so I I came back to New Zealand and I I was dating a woman for a bit and he was so excited and would ask me how things were going all the time and then one day he's like so you know how are you and what's her name I was like oh we've kind of stopped seeing each other I'm seeing this other person now and he's mm. like well what's her name and I was like oh his name is and he's like fuck 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 and I was like what <laughs> devastation devastated and then yeah. same kind of thing then I met Kane and we became really serious and now we've been together seven years and we're getting married he's super excited because he's you know a Kiwi is coming into the family but mm. part of him has died because I'm not marrying a woman I know and Kane Somebody will get that when he listens it. to this mm. okay right next fact the vagina is self-cleaning okay so this there's so much so important right I have gone down a rabbit hole in this fucking vagina cleaning bullshit okay so one of my friends texts me I'm constantly getting texts for fucking medical advice and it literally cracks me up because I'm like go to your GP I don't fucking know or care in regards anyway to um so one of my friends contacted me and asked me about boric acid and I was like what the fuck is boric acid and the person was like you cannot get it in Ireland I want to get it it's supposed to be really good for your vagina and I was like what the fuck is this bitch talking about so I looked it up right um and it's it's literally found in soil okay boric acid and people put up their vaginas for basically thrush and bv that's BV. Like bacterial vaginosis, oh, um, which is a days. really common normal infection that women get day to day. So you can see it's like put into like suppositories. So um, it's a boring compound, natural chemical that's been used for over 100 years as a home remedy to help treat vaginal infections. So can I just say, unless something is FDA approved and has been clinically researched in numerous clinical trials and is deemed as safe in the country that you live in, don't put up your fucking gi. Don't do it. Don't put up your vagina. So when I spoke to this person months ago about this, being like, where Mm. did this come from? Where did you learn this? So they were like, oh, there's like a a TikTok kind of hashtag or whatever the fuck you call it, all about Yoni health, right? (laughs) So Yoni basically is, so Y-O-N-I Yoni is like a historical name for a vagina, right? So Yoni health and Yoni steaming, Yoni 
pearls, yoni masks, all this mad stuff, right? So I went down this fucking rabbit hole of this vagina health bullshit. And it's all like what you can eat to make your vagina smell nice for your man Mm. what you can eat to make your vagina taste nice for your man all this bollocks full disclosure nothing none of that works your vagina is supposed to smell and taste the way it does naturally and extra tidbit if your partner ever looks at you and says i don't like the way your vagina smells or tastes in the fucking bin 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 them fuck off you're fucking dead right fucking idiot and this all the all of this shit right the tiktok stuff the all of it comes from the notion that vaginas are dirty Mm. that's where it all comes from and it's so fucked up so this kind of particularly interesting kind of genre of these yoni cleaning items that i found was yoni pearls okay so you can look them up on TikTok. Side so note, don't ever put this shit inside you, okay? So basically these women, and there's like these companies that are selling them. So it's it's like the same kind of thing as like fucking acrylic nails at home, fucking Facebook page, right? But these TikTok pages have like fucking thousands of followers, right? So basically what they do is they, they get all of these herbs and spices and fucking dried flowers right so some of the ingredients include motherwort angelica root peach kernel sallow flower born borneol rhubarb rhizoma ostal right i don't even, i don't even know what half that shit is right it's a fucking herbal tea bag basically yeah literally so what they do is they, they make it all and they put it in a piece of gauze right and they wrap it up in the gauze so it's like a little pearl okay it looks like a bag of drugs basically <laughs> and then they, they they wrap it up um and they tie a string to it and then these women put this stuff inside their vaginas okay and they leave them there for a week a week and then yeah so when you see the pictures of what comes out of their vaginas oh my god so basically what happens is their vaginas reject all of these toxins basically and it causes all this inflammation and build up of like whatever white blood cells or whatever it is right that's not a scientific fact but causes all this inflammation and so the the walls of the vagina literally like shed and come out so then they take out the the balls after three to seven days and people are posting pictures online of the stuff that comes out and it's basically like dead skin right oh. sorry i know that's awful with all the the stuff inside um and the the ruse that they are selling this shit is mm. um clean out your last your, you know your toxic ex clean out the all the men you've slept with and it's all basically rooted in shame and the concept that vaginas are dirty and all that horrible misogynistic fucking bullshit and people are literally putting this shit up their vaginas it's fucking insane this is incredible when you obviously when you went on this tangent reading about all this stuff and watching these tiktoks you sent them to me and now my algorithm is totally fucked and it's like oh you want to clean out your fucking your vagina come look at this weird stuff 
this will get rid of benign tumors. I'm like, yeah, sorry, Matt, what? Matt, for your immune system, regulate your emotions. It's like, oh my God, you're actually going to hell. Like you're going to hell. I don't know how people can actually sell this shit. And even more, I don't know how people can buy it. Although obviously it comes from women feeling shame and feeling dirty and all of those horrible things. Another thing is yoni steaming. Have you ever heard of this? I have, unfortunately. So fucking Gwyneth, that little gee bag. Uh, Anyone who doesn't know what Goop is. Oh God. So Goop is basically a company that Gwyneth Paltrow set up years ago. And it's all about like women's wellness and mental health and all this stuff. But it's all real bullshit, basically. Although she did do a couple of really good documentaries all about kind of female sexuality. So they're so fucking problematic. And she, so she basically, Gwyneth, she promotes yoni steaming, which is basically where women, they they boil the same shit that's in the yoni eggs. So like dried flowers and fucking eucalyptus. Like I can actually taste the sting and brush right now, even just thinking about it. Uh. And they sit on these little potties and they steam their vaginas <laughs> and it's supposed to like clean their womb. And yeah, I'm saying that in inverted commas. You can't clean your womb through sitting on a fucking a hot commode. It's such and bullshit, man. The thing is, your womb isn't dirty. It does not need to be cleaned. No. I wouldn't wish that upon my worst enemy unless, of course, we're talking about my enemy, Gwyneth Paltrow. Fuck you, Gwyneth Paltrow. You know what you did. <laughs> So she's like selling candles, being like, this is what my vagina smells like. Yeah. She's so fucking problematic, man. And you, and you watch it and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you realize actually what she's selling and it's such bullshit. But did you see that last year she made a video about her skincare routine and she told people that sun cream gives you cancer? <gasps> like that sun, cream is, that sun cream is bad for you. And all of these like, doctors estheticians like you know people who actually care whether or not you fucking get cancer and die came out and they were like please yeah. we're begging you please stop listening to Gwyneth Paltrow like oh, we'll give you anything <laughs> like what qualification do you know what I mean the fucking neck the neck <laughs> oh god anyway so yeah that's Yoni steaming Another so and then I came across this thing. I actually think I took a picture of it on my phone, right? And it was basically an ad um for a salon. So it, it was like in a salon and it was a you know a big banner, basically. Mm. And it's vaginal uh, rejuvenation, vaginal masks, the perfect vulva or something like that. And it's basically like in a salon, you can go in. And have some fucking young one slap a load of beetroot oil and oatmeal on your fucking <laughs> ghee. And apparently that cures your sexual promiscuities. <laughs> there was a, an influencer in Auckland recently who was, who I, I love watching her stuff. She was basically uh, partnering with the salon. And I went and had a look at the salon and one of the treatments that they do is this vaginal rejuvenation. And I was like, what is it? Girls, can we please, all of the Huns on Instagram, can you please not partner with salons that are running these like horrific treatments that is just basically playing on people's insecurities mm -hmm. about things that are not fucking wrong with them? 
your vulva is absolutely perfect yeah it's pretty fucked up have you ever heard of the designer vagina I don't know is this another one of those awful early naughty things yeah I have very specific memories of the early 2000s when everything was tiny so you know Paris Hilton was the queen of everything she had these tiny dogs and these tiny mobile phones and people wore belts as skirts and Mm. everybody was a size negative two and that was what was in it was that and like chic yes yes exactly it was like where you could see people's these bones called like your pelvis jutting out from your skin and you Mm. had your low rise juicy couture pink tracksuit pants on yeah that's and this is kind of what I remember about the designer vagina these television Mm. programs about you know everything needs to be tiny look at me teeny tiny mobile phone you can also have teeny tiny vulverinis and you know (laughs) go under the knife I remember watching watching a surgery where this woman just had her labia minora cut off Mm -hmm. (sighs) yeah so that's kind of what I feel like comes to mind when I think designer vagina but tell me the history yeah so basically like that's basically spot on so I think a lot of this as well was all around the time where porn became a lot more accessible as well and everything was tiny and everything was tucked so basically the notion that if the when a woman stands up if her if her labia minora can be seen externally then that is a nasty ass big fucking beef curtain vagina which is bollocks right I see a lot of vaginas and they all fucking look like that okay and they all look completely different Mm. so yeah basically all of these women then were having these labiaplasties and they still do them now I know somebody who is dying to have a labiaplasty no um yeah yeah and it's really sad yeah because like and there is there is medical indications you know like if a woman has extremely enlarged labia majora and she's having some chafing issues that's causing pain or maybe skin infections and stuff then maybe it's clinically indicated but for cosmetic reasons you know it's just it's really really sad so yeah they want these tiny tiny little tucked in vaginas that basically are childlike childlike that's exactly it oh Mm. It's super fucked. But yeah, vaginas are all different. Now, something I, I am aware of is that women are kind of coming away from that and they're also coming away from the little bald baby vagina kind of look as well, which I think is good because there definitely was this notion that all women have to look the same, you know, mm. and they have to have these tiny little tucked in baldy vaginas that are all very kind of adolescent which is in itself very kind of problematic and the you know the notion that there is any pubic hair present is dirty mm. you know a big bush rotten that kind of stuff yeah it's just so fucking crazy and it's all it just of- industries that were created to prey on that self-conscious like awful little voice that every woman is built with or that every person is built with and may keep some money off it these industries are absolutely massive yeah and I I promise you you'll never be fucking thrown out of bed like unsymmetrical nature of your vagina Mm. or like fucking hair and if you are if anybody ever makes any kind of comment same as those fuckers from before 
in the fucking bin. I remember. Can you imagine um, men were being kicked out of bed because of their bendy willies or their pubes? La 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 la. Nobody be having sex. Literally, the human race would just stop right now. Like I remember seeing. I don't know if you remember this, right? The have you seen the sculpture that is this kind of full like wall of casts of different yeah. vulva? Yeah. I remember that was the first time that I kind of saw on like this big scale. The, the, it's an art piece from Jamie McCartney who wants to cast vulvas in every country. I remember looking at the, like all of the different vulva, all of the different labia that you could see. Mm-hmm. I remember there being like little bumps and you could see hair and stuff like that and being like, this is what this scene, any vulva that was Variety. anything but like basically non-existent or any, mm-hmm. sorry, any labia that was basically non-existent. And that's exactly it. Like very childlike, hairless, mm. completely teeny tiny. Mm. Yeah, your box is your box and that's what you get. Yeah, and it is what you get. And like us kind of saying that mightn't make people feel any better. But I think knowing that everybody's looks like everybody looks down and thinks, oh my God, is mine completely nuts? Like, is this totally weird? Yeah, so it's it's easy for anybody to sit and say you know oh everything is grand your box is the one that you get but talking about how normal it is to have you know fucking anything whether you've got huge labia whether you don't like whatever whether you've got hair whether you don't whether you you know want to fucking dye your bush go hard like just don't fucking hurt yourself people talking about it you know that's the first when I saw that art installation was the first time that I was like oh okay right they're meant to look any fucking way that they look I saw when we started asking people what should we make the podcast about somebody said oh you know just normal stuff that women never talk about Mm -hmm. um and they talked about that TikTok at the moment where (laughs) a woman says me talking to everybody whose labia is longer than mine and then (laughs) the camera turns around and there's nobody there (laughs) you know we can we can be like laughing about this stuff now and just talking openly about what we fucking look like but back in the early 2000s no fucking way absolutely no way five years ago if I had saw somebody on Instagram saying my labia is the longest definitely that you've ever seen in your life I would have been like oh my god what's going on (laughs) it's my favorite yeah I love it that's why TikTok can be quite cathartic as well in some Mm. ways the, my favorite thing the thing that cracks me up like about vaginas on tiktok is you know that tiktok where the person accidentally falls over the guitar and then it's um with the yeah. hand pieces i fucking <laughs> love that i love that i think that is sublime so anyways, um, don't clean out your fucking box yeah leave your gear alone another thing as well i wanted to talk about was vaginismus so basically vaginismus is the pain or clenching on penetration into the vagina basically a lot of the times it can be a psychosexual issue there can also be physiological reasons for it but it's something that I kind of wanted to talk about kind of briefly because I think it's something really really important well obviously if we're talking about boxes then you kind of have to talk about ouch my box is killing me kind of thing (laughs) um but 
yeah so it's something that professionally I have a lot of kind of interest in because I'm doing kind of postgraduate studies now in psychosexual medicine but also kind of socially I find it very interesting because it's something I've actually seen creep up on TikTok loads recently so women talking about their vaginismus and then other people seeing it and being like oh my god I think I have vaginismus yeah basically what I have seen is uh, you know tiktok of uh, women say going in for a smear and they're really really scared mm. um, because they know it's going to be really painful or women talking about how it affects their sex lives or that they can't wear tampons so literally it's that anything entering the vagina is extremely painful mm. that's like the crux of it and people can have kind of situational vaginismus as well so you know, vaginismus at smear level or vaginismus with tampons or vaginismus with penile penetration. But then they can, you know, have really fulfilled sex life in regards to like external stimulation and have mm. orgasms that way. But yeah, it's just something that I kind of wanted to mention because I've seen a lot of it lately. So if you have pain when anything goes inside the vagina, or if it's specifically when certain things go inside the vagina, then go to your GP. If you don't feel comfortable going to your GP, go to a women's health center because there's lots of really good practitioners that are really well equipped to deal with it. Mm. So the treatment usually is kind of a blended approach. So first of all, they they do kind of have to make sure that there is no physiological causes for it. So they would usually do like a pelvic exam just to make sure that there's nothing funny going on. And then it would be use of kind of dilators kind of coupled with psychotherapy or CBT is is a really, really good mm. and useful treatment for it. So, so yeah, for anybody you, who doesn't know what a dilator or what CBT is, you just run through that? Yeah, so CBT basically is cognitive behavioral therapy and dilators are literally little kind of silicone inserts so they go range from tiny tiny little inserts smaller than your finger right up to kind of large penile sized inserts and the idea is that you would work up to the kind of bigger sizes and so you would start small and see kind of how long you could tolerate the smaller ones and then kind of just like doing weights you know you lift the small weights before you can lift the big weights you know so yeah if you have pain on penetration or also vulvodynia is also very similar where if you, if anything touches the vulva and you experience pain it's similar treatment where causes usually can stem back to kind of psychosexual issue go and speak to your gp about it because it's something that is really 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 curable and really treatable mm. and you can have a really fulfilled sex life and have vaginismus i think this is a, such a like, fucking cool and important conversation because People kind of laugh at the idea of, you know, understanding these things through TikTok. Mm. So I did a talk the other day in work on neurodiversity and specifically about neurodiversity at work, what we could do as leaders to support our people with neurodiversity, what we could do to recruit people in a way that doesn't you know scare or feel threatening to neurodiverse brains but specifically I'm coming at this from a neurodiverse perspective right so I have been diagnosed with ADHD OCD generalized anxiety disorder and ADHD is probably something that has deeply deeply affected me in every aspect of my life 
for my whole 29 years of living and that only two and a half months ago I was diagnosed for and I was diagnosed thank you I was diagnosed because I found out through other women talking on TikTok about what their experience of life is like Mm -hmm. and I've seen you know especially anything around women's bodies especially around your vulva your vagina your sexuality there's such shame about women and sex because your value as a woman is often connected to your sexuality your fertility all of this super fucked up stuff so Mm -hmm. uh, there's so much shame then around speaking about those things and really talking about what's normal for us all is actually so unusual to say out loud and has been for such a long time. So my, my talk on neurodiversity was about how there has been a huge increase in diagnoses because, and especially in women, because of TikTok. And I said, you know, I know that I'm going to get a couple of sniggers, you know, maybe mm-hmm. a couple of boomers are like, oh, the bloody ticky talkies and the Facebook <laughs> making people think that there's something wrong with them. That's just that lazy disease. Literally, that's something Mm. that somebody said to me. But how wonderful it is to be able to get easy access, quick access to information and knowledge through different types of mediums. Mm. And so I started to speak to people about learning about ADHD and neurodiversity from people who are actually neurodiverse and the same as, as, you know, women and their healthcare. Learn from women. Don't read the medical journal or the Harvard paper that is, you know, 10 pages for the introduction. Like listen to actual people talk about their lives. So I know when I think it was about a year ago, I saw a meme about a woman who found out that other women, their underwear becomes bleached. And she was like, oh, "Oh my God, for my whole life, I have looked at the little bleached patch in my underwear after I've had them for a while. And I've Mm -hmm. thought wow, there's something seriously fucking wrong with you, but we're never going to find out what it is. <laughs> and so I, I looked at that meme and I was like, oh my fucking God, we're now making jokes about, you know, realizing that other fucking women have the same experiences as us. Mm-hmm. And I'm now realizing that I have the same experiences as other women. It's fucking mad, isn't it? Knowledge is power. Just fucking Ooh. get it out there. It's so great. Talk about your gay. <laughs> talk about your gay actually don't have any conversations that aren't about your gay yeah bring it all back to the yoni we're not talking about your box so i don't want to know <laughs> also if you don't want to talk about your box to anyone you don't have to yeah well exactly <laughs> <laughs> i've really enjoyed this week's episode remember the smell of your vagina is normal it fucking cleans itself don't put anything inside it that shouldn't go inside it and if you think that you have a problem go and see your gp but what it looks like and what a fucking smells like it's totally normal talk to your mates about their geese as well get in the bin get in the bin get in that binder every week myself and claire are going to put something in the fucking bin at the end of every episode this is something or someone that has annoyed us this week or that we've discovered absolutely needs to fucking stop existing so claire what's going in the bin for you this week so I momentarily I'm going to actually change so I had something for the bin and it's changing now right so the person I live with who I'm not allowed to talk about just came (laughs) to the door right and said what's up darling and I said I am doing a podcast so if you come into this house you need to be silent he's down there doing backflips and all on the dishwasher (laughs) oh my god 
I said, I'll be five minutes for just finished. No bother, hon. No bother. He's, he's down there. I think there's a bouncy castle and all that kitchen. He's down there. <laughs> he's break dancing on the dishes. He's singing. He's, he's down there listening to second captains. There's going to be more there. In the bin. He's in the bin this week. I don't care. I've broken the, the promise that I'm not talking about. Him. He's in the bin this week and that's it. Oh God. He's staying in. Well, that would be the last episode now because Claire's getting sued. <laughs> Maybe sign an NDA to not talk about them. Right, who are you putting in the bin if you can hear it over the summer cells going on downstairs? <laughs> I love that. Under no other circumstances would he have done the dishes. It's only because you've told him to yeah. shut the fuck up that yeah. he's doing them. Literally, listen to a podcast and all, like, what's wrong with you? Oh my God. Right. It, this week, I am, um, <laughs> I'm going to have to explain this right. This week, I'm putting people who have nothing wrong with them in the bin listen to this explanation hear me out right do you ever meet somebody and you say something that's relatable you know it is relatable that it's something that you fuck I don't know ah Jesus do you know when you just worry about something you overthink it the whole night and they look at you and they go no I never do that I get great night sleep every night (laughs) oh fuck off and you're like "Mm -hmm, whatever do you know when you have one too many drinks and you end up fucking (laughs) fighting with your fella like you're an idiot no, I always stop when I get to my limit because my boundaries, I'm like, shut the fuck up. Oh my God, what are you on about? Okay. You ever just have a panic attack and cry yourself to sleep? No, no that's never, never happened, happened to me. You should see a psychiatrist. What do you mean it's never happened to you? What do you fucking mean? I can't, I can't stand it. Oh, yeah. I literally said to somebody the other day, do you ever just overeat? They were like, no. Mm-hmm. I was like, ah, you do. You know, when you're finished your dinner and you're like, oh, I just want something sweet. And then you eat a whole other meal of snacks. <laughs> after your dinner and they were like no that's not right you shouldn't you should listen to your body I was like you should get in the fucking bed is what you should end up in end up in there now oh there isn't a big enough bin right lads that's us for today thanks everyone for listening give us a little message there email us at the girl group chat at gmail.com give us a little like on instagram go and bitch about us in your own group chats we'd love to fucking see the screenshots oh girls um, and do a wheelie. Thank you, too. Yeah. Your last LCA one. <laughs> How's your mask right now working? It's long a fall. See you later.